Hi, welcome to Astro Babble. I'm Donna from Donna B Astrology. And I'm Linda from Scullywag Astrology. Today we're going to be talking about the new moon in Capricorn and the aspects um, for the that fortnight. Mm -hmm. you, you really like that word, don't you? You like that word. <laughs> I know most you North Americans use. don't use it. Us Australians, Canadians Americans don't use it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so well, shall we have a look at the uh, chart? That's great. And as you're pulling that up, I can talk about the moon mansion. Mm -hmm. um, it's the 22nd moon mansion, and it is good for healing, journeying in the um, first half of the day, associations, and this one you can um, is good for clothing. So you know, go out and buy clothes, put on new clothes, and should be okay. Um, nice. It is not good. Um, if you become a widow on today, it's not good. Uh, it's not good to become a widow on any day. Mm -hmm. um, but chances are you will remain unmarried. And uh, it's not good for buying slaves either. And I think it has a lot to do with, it has the nature of um, Mars and Venus, this uh, mansion. So I think it's got that dynamic. It's that, it's that dynamic couple that's in the in the celestial bodies and it it does the key word one of them is uh sacrifice so i think it's actually sacrifice like sacrifice like like getting rid of sacrifice kind of um the uh the phrase that goes with it is the lucky one of the slaughterers oh my <laughs> that's what kind of gave me that you know you know, bring it down a notch, that doom and gloom of, yeah, that kind of sacrifice. So what did you say? It's it's similar to Venus and what was the other planet? Venus and Mars. Hence the slaughterer. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm thinking that's, that's the whole vibe of it. Hmm. Very interesting. I was thinking a lot it of those is. things were kind of very Saturnian-like because, I mean, this is uh, Capricorn. So it's ruled by Saturn, like things like, you know, if you become a widow, you may remain single and that. And, but yeah, I really like that thing about buying clothes. And with this new moon, we have Venus. It's not super close, but it's um, co-present with the new moon. So that's nice. Can't see Mars though, but uh, we're going to get a little flavor of Mars anyway with it from the sounds of it. We are because um, the, today is the, uh, the 12th and the day that we're taping. Yeah. Mm, mm. And today is the day that it's the it starts the shadow period of the Mar of the Mercury retrograde we're about to have. Oh, interesting. Yeah, we did a video on um, Mercury retrograde, and we went through a lot of detail. You know the mechanics of it. Uh, we explained the retrograde shadow period, and um, went through said you know what you could expect depending on wherever mercury was retrograding which house in your natal chart so we'll put a link to that in here because uh, that's a really informative video and really good to give you a really broad overview but if you just want to know say for example okay well this mercury is going to be happening in my seventh house it's also got segments so you can jump right to that segment as well mm -hmm. yeah very cool yeah, so it is. It pays to be aware because whatever you're going through right now, you'll be, re you have a very good chance of repeating it. Yeah, yeah. With the shadow period, it's um, 
it's passing the degree that it's going to retrograde back to once it starts its uh, retrograde phase. And um, yeah, things can start going skew if already. In fact, I know my daughter, she uh, has just received two lounges. She ordered one, cancelled it, ordered another one, and now she's got two. <laughs> okay, now what is a lounge? Oh, like a sofa. Okay. <laughs> okay. You don't call them lounges over there, apparently. <laughs> no, we they're couches or sofas mm. or Davenports would be an old word. Um, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, now you're learning. A lounge to us is usually a room that we go to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or well, something that you do. You could lounge. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. She's bought a sofa. So now she's got two of them. So now the oh. fun begins trying to send one back. Hmm. Yeah. So well, at least she ordered it before Mercury. So hopefully she won't have a, a big deal with it. But yeah. Yeah. Hopefully not. Are there any other aspects? Oh, this look. is going to be squaring ah. Jupiter? no oh yes it will be squaring jupiter interesting and that jupiter is in the oh. mars world sign of aries so there's another little bit of that mars squeezing in even though uh retrograde mars currently can't see that moon and saturn the ruler of this moon, it is it is sneaking in hmm. yeah <laughs> that uh, Mars is being very sneaky. But yeah, the um, ruler of this new moon, though, can't see the new moon because it's in the sign next to it, Aquarius. And that's like it's kind of like in its blind spot. It can't see it. We say it's uh, in aversion. So. so both malefics will be in aversion for this new moon, which is kind of, it kind of gives you that hope that you could just like, you know, have a free ride of, you know, not having malefics impact yeah. your new ideas or new projects. It's kind of nice. Yeah. I'm curious, though, because, I mean, I, I know it's good not to have the malefics able to kind of interfere, but the fact that Saturn is the ruler, I would have liked to have seen like a sextile or a trine with that. So, yeah. But, yeah, that's square to um, Jupiter. I wonder if we're, we're just going to be too enthusiastic and have all these grand plans and ideas and, you know. Right. Without any structure or action behind it. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. That Actually, that fits brilliantly. So hmm. when, um, maybe when Mars, when does Mars station direct? I think it's the 12th of January. Maybe we're going to have a, a full moon before that, but. Hmm. Who knows? It'll be interesting to see. So maybe a good time to plan and strategize. But um, if it doesn't come and see, this is it. Saturn's really good at kind of the long haul. So, you know, maybe it's not going to happen immediately. But, you know, you've got to be persistent and resilient and just keep on keeping on regardless of those limitations and uh, obstacles. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. And it's nice to that this is, you know, it's it's Capricorn, it's a cardinal sign. It's it's that sign that starts things and it's got that uh 
that motivation, Jupiter could help it out. It might be pulling in some of that Mars action and drive. Mm. Yeah, I suppose that so. could give you a little bit. <laughs> mm, mm. Well, like you say, you know, squares do um, usually cause action. And I mean, sometimes, you know, you've got to be made uncomfortable before you actually do something. I mean, trines and sextiles are lovely, but you can become a little bit lazy with them, I think, because it all comes too easy. Squares and oppositions can actually make you uncomfortable, so you actually need to take some action. But yeah, so I suppose we're funneling the Mars through uh, that Jupiter. And I mean, we have Venus, Mercury and Pluto co-present with this new moon. So yeah, five planets or th three planets and two luminaries all in Capricorn at the uh, new moon just before Christmas. I was gonna just thinking that it's it's a kind of a a chill kind of a you know day before Christmas. It's it, it could be shocking with the um, the trying to Uranus. <laughs> yeah, that uh, kind of playing in there. Hmm. I kind of think, you know, Capricorn, I see this as conservative. It's kind of like the family traditions. It's getting together with all the family, the extended generations. It doesn't need to be a Christmas celebration. It might be, you know, some other holiday tradition or just, you know. Well, well this new moon kind of brings in the, um, it brings in the new solstice. Yes, actually, yes. We spoke about that in the last video about um, how the cardinal signs. So yeah. Capricorn, Cancer, Aries and Libra, they're all synced to the solstices and the equinoxes. And this is the winter solstice up in the northern hemisphere, two days before this new moon. And um, yeah, we will have just had our uh, summer solstice down here. Right. Hmm. So, so new, a good time to start new things. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, you know, time to start a new tradition. You know, maybe there's new generation coming up and, you know, instead of having it at mum's house, it's at your house this year or yeah. Well, it depends where it is in your chart too. Exactly. Or shall we have a look at the uh, horoscopes for all the different horoscopes? Signs? Yeah. Cool. I'd be interested to see where where mine plays out, yeah. which house it will fall in. And before we go on any further, just going to say a quick note. We recommend that you read or listen to your uh, ascendant sign horoscope rather than your sun or moon. And if you don't understand why that's the case, we've got a video. I'll put a link to that. And that explains it in a bit more detail. So, yeah. So first one is Capricorn. You want to take care of that? I will start it off, um, although you really should, because you are the Capricorn. <laughs> I am the Capricorn, yes. Uh, I'm then go ahead. Ascendant. Yeah, yeah let, let's, let's, um, yeah, yeah, let's, let's do me. So if you're a Capricorn ascendant, this is happening in your first house. So new beginnings to do with your appearance, your health, and, um, how others view you or how others see you. Uh, we've got Venus there. So this is a good time for like a makeover. This is a great time for new clothing. And I know this time of year, me and my friend who is a Capricorn sun, which I know it's a little bit different, but 
we get all like, oh, my God, we need to revamp ourselves, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, and it fits in with the astrology. It's quite funny because, you know, around about this time of year, we have the new moon in um, Capricorn. So, yeah. It makes yeah. a lot of sense. But, yeah, you might be looking at trying to revamp your health, trying to improve that. With Mercury in there at the same time, there might be a desire to kind of, like, you know, improve how, you know, communications with others. But, yeah, quite often the first house, it's to do with our appearance, our health and vitality, our personality, basically just how others view us. And if you're a Capricorn, you've already had Pluto go over your ascendant. You're already having Pluto go over your ascendant. Well, you're going to have Pluto go over your ascendant. So to my fellow Capricorn uh, ascendants, yeah, I know, it's hard. <laughs> it's not that hard, <laughs> but yeah, it's been a fun few years, hasn't it? <laughs> it's doable. <laughs> it's doable, but oh, uh, it, it transformational. Mm-hmm. Well, well, we'll see. And if Sagittarius is your rising sign or or ascendant, this is going to be happening in the second house. And this is the house that has to do with your money or what supports you. So the things that you value uh, will be getting a new start. You might have uh, new avenues towards either gaining finances or uh, a new way to handle things or a new structure or something to do with money, whether it might be even something that you're buying that you're, you know, you need for your daily life on what you need to, to, to sustain you. Very good. And if you are a Scorpio ascendant, this full uh, new moon is happening in your third house. And the third house is siblings, our local neighborhood. It is also short courses. It's early education. And it's like uh, short distance travel. It's kind of like, you know, very close to our general area. This could be, um, you know, you're starting something new with a sibling, or it could be something to do with a sibling starting out on something new. It might not have anything to do with you. It might be the sibling. It could be, you know, something new and, ex well, not necessarily exciting, but I mean, we do have that trying to uh, Uranus to the Venus which isn't super close, but that Uranus is trining by signs. So maybe it will be something new and exciting in the neighborhood. Maybe it's catching up with neighbors because it's also neighbors. You know, it's it's just fun. I mean, it's Capricorn, so it's not super fun. <laughs> well, actually, that's unfair. I know a lot of Capricorns and a lot of them are a lot of fun because, you know, if you're going to break the rules, you need to know what the rules are and exactly where all the loopholes are first. So anyway. But yeah, something new to do with, um, yeah, one of those topics. Sounds, it sounds fun. Yeah, I'm still getting, I yeah. And if Libra is your rising sign or ascendant, um, this is going to be happening in your fourth house. And this could be uh, new beginnings with your home. You could change homes. This could be a time where you're doing something new to your home. This could also be a time that has... Um, new beginnings with your lineage and the places where you come from. So that's what this house is all about: is is the 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 your 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 ancestors, um, your home, homeland. Mm -hmm. So yeah, hmm. maybe um, 
kind of redecorating too with Venus in there as well. So yeah, that would be a, Absolutely. a nice use of it. Particularly since this either, either re Venus Mars. So you got Venus yeah. with all the style and decorating, and then you got Mars, which is the actual physical <laughs> having to do it. So yeah. 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 Yeah, Venus is either calling the social or the beautification. So either of those two things. Yeah. And if you are a Virgo ascendant, this new moon is happening in your fifth house, you lucky thing. So new moons, new beginnings. So this is to do with your children. So it might not have anything to do with you. It could be something new and exciting happening with your children. It could be creative things. It's uh, also socializing, romance. It could be a new romance on card for some people. Yeah, this is just the fun house. This can be like going out, socializing. It can be gambling. And uh, yeah, this is nice. You've got Venus there. You've got Mercury there. You've got Pluto there. So yeah, this is a lot of, lot of fun going on for you. So good for you. Lucky you. It is. And for the holidays, it's it's great to have, you know, you might be trying some a new way to celebrate, which is really mm. nice. And if Leo is your rising sign, this is going to be happening in your sixth house. And this is the house of either service or your health. So um, you could, you know, be coming up with new ideas of, of how to improve your health, uh, which would be a great way to... Uh, use this energy of starting a, a new health thing. Um, hopefully you're not getting a new job right before Christmas. It's That's always hard to change jobs. It's stressful to do that. So maybe you might be hiring people if you are in that position to hire people. Yeah. But new, new things. Yeah, I was going to say, oh, sorry. <laughs> when you were talking about the moon mansion earlier, you were saying one of the things was um, it's good for hiring slaves, which in modern day parlance would be hiring employees. Right. It's not good though. Oh, it's, it's not, not good. good. <laughs> that is on the negatives. Put off hiring until be... the next one. <laughs> I, oh, thought, yeah. I thought it was good. I, I remember, I, I just remember the word slaves and I just thought, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But um, chances are when they, when they were talking about on the negative side of like buying slaves and because we don't do that anymore, thank goodness. But uh, it, 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 they would be unruly or they would eat too much or <laughs> um, talk back or, or escape or, or whatever. Those are the kinds of things that they would try to do. And I'm thinking with the liberation aspect of this mansion, people that you hire might be wanting, you know, more liberation than what you want. Well, I don't know. It's it, it's, really... But that is an aspect. It's really interesting, though, too, because, I mean, in the sixth house, and, I mean, like, you know, now we, we did a horary course, and, like, if you've got a slave that ran away, this is, like, way back when, if they're in the sixth house, if I remember correctly, <laughs> they got away. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah. Not a good time for prison escape, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, maybe in modern day parlance, it might be, yeah, you have an employee that comes in, uses up all your resources, um, sleeps on the job, and then quits just before, you know, the big, big sales start. Because, like, I know over there, your Black Friday are the big sales, and they're starting to do that here now. But traditionally over here, it's what we call Boxing Day, the day after Christmas, that is the big sales. And um, oh. yeah, 
So if you had somebody quit on, say, 23rd, which is the date of the new moon, that'll probably be the 24th here. Yeah, that would be really bad. So, yeah. Yeah, not a time. Not a, not a, not a, <laughs> not the most auspicious time to be employing people. That's mm. what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. But after two days, you know, <laughs> that moon's out of that mansion. So, yeah, yeah. And if you are a Cancer Ascendant, this new moon is happening in your seventh house, which is our closest one-on-one -on -one relationships. So this could be a romantic partner, a significant other. It could be a business partner. It could be a really close friend. I mean, friends is also 11th house, but really, really close friends are usually considered 7th house. It's also one-on-one um, -on -one relationships with, um, if you're somebody who works with clients one-on-one, -on -one, that would be with uh, clients. If uh, you are scheduling an appointment with somebody one-on-one, -on -one, then that would kind of refer to that relationship, whether that's a doctor, hairdresser, some sort of counselor, whatever. It's that close one-on-one -on -one relationship. So there could be new beginnings regarding any of those things. Uh, we do have Venus in there as well, which is quite nice. It is in Capricorn, so she's not going to put up with too much nonsense. She's, you know, she's not demanding, but, you know, she's exacting. She knows what she wants. She knows what she likes and she knows what she doesn't like too. Got Mercury in there. Good thinking, steady. And then Pluto. So, yeah, full on with one-on-one. Um, -on -one relationships at that time and new beginnings new starts a good time to be planting seeds and as you have mentioned before this sign of cancer if you're a cancer you're affected by these these new moons and full moons more than more so. than more than the rest of the population so yeah or very if, interesting if you are aware of annual perfections and <laughs> why not linda we have a video that we did some annual perfections uh, showed an example with Elvis Presley um, and, and if you're in a year that's ruled by the sun or the moon then eclipses and new moons and full moons can also be significant so it's your well, Gemini is your rising sign um, this is going to be happening in your house of the shared finances and other people's money so you might be getting um, news of um an inheritance or a loan might have come through or or heck while you are um enjoying that career that you are in and you just got a, a bonus so yeah this is this is a is this it there's a benefit in the house so mm -hmm. i i'm not seeing you know horrible things happen i i this would be great for starting the new uh shared resources any mm. any kind of plans you would do with shared resources or um this would also be a good time to you know make sure your will is in place and all the yeah. paperwork that you have for an adult is you know done this would be a great time to start that yeah i was just thinking um you mentioned earlier that um mercury's that has started the shadow period yeah and that's today which is like the 12th over there the 13th here well, maybe it was the 12th when it ended here. I don't know. I haven't had a look. Um, but yeah, so maybe an idea. It's not retrograde yet. This like 
like um, Donna said, you got a uh, benefic in there, but that Mercury is in the shadow period, so it doesn't hurt to double check, go over the fine print, make sure you know exactly what you're signing up to, if you're signing up for something. If you are a Taurus ascendant, Miss Donna, which you are, uh, you will be having this new moon in the ninth house. So the ninth house is uh, higher education. It's also esoteric subjects like astrology and tarot. It is the law. It's publishing. It's foreigners. It's other cultures and uh, overseas travel. So this is nice. Maybe you're planning uh, a trip away or maybe you've just met somebody who's from a different culture or different country to you. Uh, with Venus in there, maybe there's a little bit of romance going on. Um, yeah, if you are planning to travel overseas, yeah, with that Mercury, we we're just talking about how, you know, it's actually entered the shadow period. Might be a good idea. Just double check, you know, that that date's not clashing with something that, um, yeah, just just double check. Just, it never hurts to double check travel plans. Especially when uh, Mercury is mm -hmm. right starting to, to spin. Yeah. <laughs> Fun. And if Aries is your rising signs, it's going to be happening in your house of career in what you're known for. So you might start a new job. You might start a new project in your in your job that you currently have. Um, this could also be a new way of, of how people look at you or how people see you or what you are representing in your, you know, in your community, how you are, how you are seen. This is, this would be a new way of, of, of how you are seen. Very nice. Might be a, <laughs> a new kind of recognition mm -hmm. um, as well. Uh, I would think a full moon would be more for that. Um, but you could be starting a project that you will later on get recognized for. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Or it could and with the benefic be... there, you, you got to love it. Yeah. Well, I was thinking this might be a time when you're nominated for an award, perhaps. And, you know, there's the nomination process. And maybe, you know, I wouldn't think most awards would take six months to finalize because sometimes what... Uh, is planted at the new moon in say Capricorn might be realized at the full moon in Capricorn, which would be around about, I don't know, July or so. Uh, but, you know, maybe, maybe this is the beginning of a process where you're nominated because this, like Donna said, is a place of reward and recognition. So yeah, that would be nice. I like Venus there. I like Venus with this new moon. <laughs> it, it ends a, it, it lends a a, 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 a nice chill feel to it. I think. Yeah, I think, yeah, definitely kind of sweetens it a little bit. Yeah. And if you are a Pisces ascendant, this new moon is happening in your 11th house. And the 11th house is groups, friends, and organizations. This is people that can assist you in your career. This is networking. Yeah, this is, it's a fun house. It's kind of what you do with other people. If the fifth house is you know, what you do for an enjoyment. The 11th house is what you do with other people for enjoyment, but it's also because that house is rising towards the 10th, which is your career, it can help you with your career. People that can be helpful in that way. So yeah, you might be joining a new group. 
um, could be romance in a friendship group. You know, maybe, you know, you catch up with friends and there's somebody new there and sparks fly. Yeah, it's it's just nice. The 11th house is a nice house. And like Donna said, with mm -hmm. a benefic there, that's nice. On the other hand, <laughs> if, you're, if you're an Aquarius rising, this could either, it's called an unlucky house um, because it is the house of bad spirit, but this could also be, you know, this is new beginnings in your 12th house if you are an Aquarius rising. This could also be the time where you need to take time for yourself and, and go inwards and plan out your year. And this is a great time to, you know, to do that inner work of, you know, what do I need to do for myself? And, um, you know, how am I going to start this year? And what kind of goals do I want to accomplish? And especially with that Saturn will help you do that foundational work that 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 is representative of the 12th house. I think it's a great uh, new moon type energy for that for that particular kind of of you know investigation and and trying to get some clarity. I'm trying to see where, where Neptune is real fast. <laughs> Not really aspecting the new moon, which is good. Mm -hmm. Um it is it is aspecting Mercury though. Um but it is a house of 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 going inwards. It's also the house of, you know, hospitalizations, going to jail, institutions, those, those kind of things where you're, you know, locked away or put away. So uh, this might be a new thing that you are doing if you have not been good. <laughs> um, and with the, if, if, you, if it is jail and you are being put in jail on this day, with the uh, square to Jupiter will probably make it bigger hmm. for those so, people who so have court think, dates uh, coming up. A longer custodial sentence sort of thing. A bit longer. Yeah, that's mm. definitely. Mm. Yeah, because that, that, that Jupiter is just newly into the sign, meaning it's screaming, yeah. I'm just here. You know, my energy is just new, so... Yeah, I think uh, uh, it would make a longer sentence. Yeah, yeah, Jupiter yeah. does like to expand, and it's ruled by a malefic, and that malefic is still out of bounds <laughs> and retrograde. So, yeah, well, that's that for the horoscopes. Do you have a stone for us, Donna? Do I do, and these are absolutely—they're actually one of my first stones. Um, this is called malachite, oh, and it is dark green and light green. Mm -hmm. And it—it's—it—it—it um, it, 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 it works or it grows in the boitroidal clusters. Um, it does uh, rarely go into. Um, uh, crystals it really does form crystals but they're they're typically dark green and light green and please go to my uh green stones article on why you need to be careful about green stones but this is um it's the sign is capricorn they come in all different kinds of shapes and very I love the, the, the it, it's very decorative and a lot of people can make jewelry I've seen jewelry boxes made out of the stone Oh, that would be pretty. Yeah. Um, 
It is with the it with with the element fire. Uh, it's it instills leadership, confidence, protection, and um, it's good for healing the heart. Uh, it has a most hardness of a, a 3.5 to a 4. And this is a broken piece. And so that's what it looks like on the inside. It looks like, it really looks like plastic. It's really kind of a weird stone. But yeah. Interesting. That's what so the inside of it. Hard to break off. It's pretty plain on the outside. I, I was going to say um, with 3.5 to 4 Mohs hardness, that's quite easily broken, is it? It is. It is. And there's a there's a big deposit in Russia. In fact, they have um, some of their castle walls um, oh, really? paneled with this stuff. Yeah. Oh. It, so it, it is it is very pretty. Very um, nice. It is pretty. Let's see it? what else. Yeah, it's, it's from it's in Australia, Chile, Africa, South Africa, U.S. and Russia. Um, and it works on the uh, the third chakra and the fourth chakra. So that's the heart chakra. So this does do a lot of, this was my, um, one of my first stones on, on pain. And it, it works on the physical pain as well as emotional pain. So this is, this, this, oh. that's why it makes it a good heart stone. Nice. So yeah, called malachite. Very nice. And it's, it stops inflammation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And you As mentioned well. that people should go see your article on um on green stones on why forty shades of green. You should be careful. Or is it fifty? Yeah, forty, 40 sh- isn't it? 40, 40. like the song, forty shades of green. <laughs> <laughs> if you're um, Irish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was thinking more fifty shades of grey, but there you go. Um yeah. Uh what was I gonna say? Oh, will you be writing an individual article for this one, though? I will be writing an individual article. I've already got the picture. That's my hardest thing is is, is photographing them, you know, where it's an interesting photo. So, yeah, and that's already done because I took that a couple of years ago when I got these stones. So, because they were pretty. Yeah, they are pretty. I'm really curious to see this, like, Russian palace with the um, the walls that would be cool that would be really pretty we'll have to see if we can find that too and um, we'll put a link to that in this description as well so yeah wow so shall we look at the um aspects yeah so that's the new moon we don't have a real lot of aspects between this and the full moon in cancer no and the first one is going to be the next day on the 24th. And that's going to be Mercury sextile Neptune. So that'll be nice. Mercury thinking, communications, learning. Neptune is, it can be inspired and spiritual. It's uh, can be a little bit murky sometimes, but this is a sextile. So I think this is more might be a little bit prone to daydreaming, maybe um, quite idealistic too, because Neptune can be idealistic and uh, even altruistic or self-sacrificing. So you might be, particularly this time of year, you know, thinking of others perhaps, which would be a very nice thing to be doing. Yeah, this is nice. Um, Probably not good for, you know, if you've got to do some really detailed work because that Neptune can kind of blur with things. But I, I think this is quite nice. 
like this aspect. I, I think of theater. When I when I see Mercury and and Neptune together, I think theater. I think uh, um, singing, dancing. Okay, you know that 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 expression of our thoughts. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, Neptune, I think, is associated with the silver screen. So, like movies, all that sort of thing, photography. Yeah. I can see how that could work. In terms yeah, especially, you know, with Neptune still in Pisces. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Interesting. Nice. And then the next one then is I'm... Venus sextile Neptune. And Venus gets to dance with, with Neptune. And, and and that's the same thing with, with Venus. Uh, and, you know, she is you know, about that, you know, the beauty, the arts, the, I mean, she brings those and, and you slapping, you know, Neptune up there is it, just going to enhance that. Mm-hmm. This is on the 28th. So it's kind of a couple of days after Christmas. It's coming up to the new year. Yeah, this is nice. This could be a new romance. This could be uh, a current romance feeling a little bit more storybook like it's it's nice or you know it doesn't have to be about romance it could be art beauty maybe you see an exhibit and you're extremely moved by it or something similar it's it's just very very nice a venus neptune is great time to chat with friends and mm-hmm. you know do I, those I get social a relaxed vibe with this you know, like this isn't kind of like running around and like, oh my god, having fun and that. This is this is like chill and yeah, just mm-hmm. mm, nice. So the next aspect is going to be oh, Mercury is going retrograde, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. So uh, we've been talking about this since we started this video because this is the shadow period where we have first started, um, and Mercury. Uh, will be um stationing so it's going to leave like a it's going to leave like an imprint right here so that we're when we come back to it we'll go oh yeah that's what we were doing back then and this is what we're repeating and and that's why it's those stations are are so hard i mean they're they're not hard but they're impactful because they're in one they're on one degree for a, a lot longer than they normally are yeah, how I often um, describe it to people that aren't into astrology or aren't, you know, astrologers is like, you know, if you've got cars going up and down your street, you know, yes, you might notice them and that, and like if they crash into you, of course you're going to notice them. But if you've got a car parked across the road for a day or two, you're going to be like, hmm, what is that car doing over there? You know, you you notice it more. And it's like that when the planet is stationary, it appears to have stopped appears to just be sitting there and it's sitting on that one degree so if you've got um planets at 24 capricorn or cancer libra or aries you know depending on what house they are it might be quite significant and matters to do with that um house topic might be um yeah just need going over you know expect mix-ups snafus uh, having to redo things and it might not be you it might be somebody else dropped the ball 
you know, you've got to go back to the bank to sign something because, you know, they, they didn't give you all the paperwork to sign or whatever the, and with um, this so close to New Year, you know, make sure, you know, we're meeting where for the party, you know, whose house is it, what place are we going to, you know, who's driving, you know, are we catching a cab or an Uber or all those sorts of things, you know, just make sure you've got the details correct because it's very easy to assume you know exactly good idea good advice nice that it's with uh, venus at the time but oh could be a bit <laughs> yeah we'll get to that that'll be the next one yeah <laughs> okay well let's go right into that mm -hmm. <laughs> mercury conjunct venus yes yeah, that's a talkative yeah. that is a very talkative aspect right there mm-hmm social yeah uh with mercury stationed you i don't know i kind of get the impression this could be like a bit of flirting that kind of gets misinterpreted perhaps perhaps somebody's just really friendly or really drunk or you know maybe it was i, I just think it would be very easy to misinterpret signals at this time with mercury stationary Stationing. right because mm -hmm. anything could happen especially with the you know, they're very still in close aspect with Neptune and Neptune is, you know, mm. I don't really see those boundaries. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it is a sextile. Um, so hopefully it shouldn't be too negative, but I mean, we've discussed in the past that with the outers, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, sometimes even a sextile or a trine to one of the other planets can be quite difficult because it just allows that planet the outer planet to kind of exert its uh whatever it wants to you know its qualities on the other planet easier um so neptune can be associated with deception so you know maybe somebody is trying to kind of pull the wool over your eyes but you know i i see this as more like you know maybe it's a bit of flirting and you think oh this is going to go somewhere and then it doesn't perhaps you know maybe in the cold light of day you know, they're kind of like, yeah, that was fun, but mm. well, this is the social time of year. Mm, mm. Time to test those waters. Yeah. Yeah. I'm noticing you know, all the all the planets are in between Mars and the Sun. Mm, mm. Well, yeah. And I mean, you know, that Venus and um Mercury, like you said, they're still a couple of degrees away so they're still kind of connected to that neptune it's really easy to kind of project what you want onto that you know and with neptune sometimes it's just like what am i not seeing here so it could be fun but like maybe try to not huh, i was going to say try not to get too intense about it but look what's with mercury and venus pluto the intense pluto <laughs> is, is the right Lord there of the, uh, underworld so yeah um pluto is just a little bit intense and yeah. i mean it's at 27 degrees venus and mercury at 24 so they're within three degrees that's well within you know striking distance so yeah yeah it could be fun but yeah maybe don't go try to keep it like don't take things too personally mm, mm. and then we have venus conjunct Pluto mm -hmm. yeah. and this is an aspect 
where uh, power struggles have come up before. This is the Persephone Hades theme. Let's see, what else can I talk about this? Um, Hades had taken Persephone down. That's I think that's what created our winter, according to legend. Yeah. So yeah, this is and it's 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 odd that it's they're both meeting up here in Capricorn. Yeah, interesting. Where our winter had started. <laughs> mm. So, but yeah, that's a little um that that could that could be a uh, a hard transit for a, a lot of people especially if you have any planets that are aspecting that degree of 27 degrees or within 27 so 28 29 to 20 26 26 mm -hmm. to 29 of yeah of uh capricorn of Capricorn and then all the cardinal signs. So Libra, Cancer, Aries. Mm -hmm. So if you if you do have uh planets at those aspects, be careful about who you trust, be careful about where you are. It's not a time to let down your guard. Yeah. Hopefully for some it will be just a really nice, intense kind of connection. Um uh, or maybe being extremely moved by art or something similar. But like Donna said, if you've got planets there, it's it's going to hit you a lot more significantly than it is somebody who has nothing in those general areas of their natal chart. So, yeah, hmm. intensity can bring in jealousy, obsession. That That's a... Uh... It's a, it's definitely one of those aspects, you know, everybody needs to keep their eye on. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Don't get into an Uber alone. You know, not that there's anything wrong with Ubers, but just, you don't want to be alone anywhere. Mm, mm. Stay with, stay with friends. <laughs> Would be oh, my... that, that's good advice in general too, but yeah. Yeah. Especially on that day. Mm. You know, if you're being dropped off somewhere, make sure you know that there's people there. Yeah. That kind of thing. Do you explain what the Persephone um, story was? Like that she was abducted? I think we had. the the. Uh, oh, gosh. Um, I have heard, I've heard the story, but I'm not so sure. I'm, I'm a great storyteller <laughs> of it. I know Becca Tarnas had retold the, the, the story. So did, um, shoo yap, I think. Yeah. And, you know, it was where, it was where hate or was where Hades came up and took Persephone and she went down into the underworld and, uh, Demeter was her mother and was very sad and she didn't let anything grow up above the earth. And that's what, um, uh, you know, that's why everything, you know, the, the leaves kind of die back and, and that kind of thing. And, and, and no food was growing. And the, I think it, it was it, the gods all got together and said, you know, you have to change. And Hades said, no, she's already eaten something down you know, below here. And so she had to stay, but, uh, Hades gives her six months, um, above the earth in mm -hmm. order to, 
appease, you know, the population, but she has to go back down. She and she has to continually go back down um, every six months for six months. Mm. Yeah. And I think um, so. It's a it's a hard sacrificial kind of a power struggle, kind of a mm. yeah that that sacrifice kind of energy. Yeah, I know. Throughout this year, you've kind of brutality to this with um, the Roe v. Wade and that. It'd be interesting. I mean, this is only second of January. I can't imagine any legislation or anything big regarding that happening. But no, no, because I think that for sure the 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 justices are on vacation. I you know I would mm -hmm. think, but interesting, yeah. But yeah, just when you were saying and about so. being careful about getting into an Uber, you know, by yourself, and it was like that whole abduction thing that you were kind mm -hmm. of referencing. Yeah, that's that kind of what I was doing is that abduction. But I I didn't want to. I don't. I I certainly don't want to. You know, focus in on any particular. Uh, you know yeah name brand but it, it's what i was oh. what i was meaning to say is is yeah. don't be alone mm. don't be alone for um you know with with people that you don't know don't be dropped mm. off in you know dark, those darks you know corners and you know walk up to you know a friend's house mm. it, it's like make sure that you are you know you're going from one place and you, you know people who you're traveling with that you're you're, you're being dropped off at you know mm. that mm. whole that whole you know security thing yeah. <laughs> to our ascendant ascendant so security mm -hmm. is my main concern <laughs> yeah yeah all the time mm -hmm. That's not a bad thing. Who's in my past year? Stomp, stomp, stomp. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. January 2nd, we have Mercury Sextile Neptune. Ooh, and we had cool. this earlier, but this is coming back because of the retrograde. So it's uh, a retrograde Mercury sextiling the Neptune. So uh, yeah. this could be not acting in the manner that mercury normally acts which is it's you know it's it's the trickster planet so mm -hmm. uh you know it's going to even be more trickstery-ish yeah that isn't a word but <laughs> <laughs> why not why? But yeah it's that same kind of thing though you know you could have a lot of um you know arts and in dance and you might be revisiting that one show because you saw it so you know it was it was so good if <laughs> it's still yeah, playing yeah. so yeah well what date was the first pass of this the 21st one so, was uh 12 24 yeah yeah so maybe Christmas day. that happened you or know, Christmas Eve. The 24th might need to be revisited at this time and you know you need to redo something regarding that topic or event could be perhaps good for editing or redoing, like you said, artwork, creative writing, something similar to that as well. And wherever yeah. um, Capricorn is in your natal chart, that's the kind of area, people and topics associated with that natal house will be what's um, likely to be kind of, you know, experiencing some problems. So, and some Mercury retrogrades, you don't have any issues or you don't seem to have any issues. Others, you just seem to be like <laughs> every other day, it's some sort of mix up drama. So, yeah, but this could be really nice yeah. for creative writing, going back and editing anything with a reword, 
you know, redo, revisit, re-edit, review. I think I said that. <laughs> um, retest. <laughs> retest, yeah, yeah. Retake. Um, yeah, mm -hmm. rewords are very good for that. But, yeah, you might need to go yeah. back and revisit. Mm. For sure. And then the next aspect is Venus jumps into Aquarius. Yeah. So she's moving from one Saturn house to another Saturn house. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But at least she will escape the house of Pluto. Mm -hmm. She will. Yeah. And she'll jump into a house where there's a malefic. Yeah, but at <laughs> least this malefic is the ruler. So Saturn feels yeah. some sort of obligation to look after her to a certain extent because she's in his sign sure. and he's right there in the same house. It's like she's gone to visit Saturn in his house and he's there. So, you know, he can look after her. So, yeah, she can he can help her, you know, do those those formidable, you know, mm. Those, you know, like, like write the song down, you know, like make sure you're doing, you know, the, the good, the, the good work, the foundation of that, um, project. Yeah. With, um, Saturn ruling, um, Aquarius, like in Capricorn, like Saturn is about boundaries and limitations and that because Saturn used to be the furthest planet that was the end of the universe as far as they were concerned back in ancient times and that was the um furthest out of the planets that they could see with the naked eye and in capricorn that's like the boundaries and that whereas with aquarius it's kind of like beyond those boundaries and that so you kind of get aquarius has that reputation of being avant-garde and unusual and different and kind of a little bit out there sometimes or independent and revolutionary yeah and also kind of ahead of their time you know I wouldn't say hipster <laughs> maybe <laughs> but you know there's that quality of kind of you know they're onto this new kind of cool thing before anybody else even knows about it sort of thing so this could be kind of a good time for exploring new things to do with art beauty you might be attracted to somebody who's a little bit different to your usual type at this time perhaps because you know venus is also values relationships affections wherever aquarius is in your natal chart you might have some good luck because venus is a benefic might actually help sweeten having that uh, saturn there but saturn is a malefic it um is in its own sign though so it shouldn't be too bad you know it's a lot worse when it's not in its own sign but yeah you know some good luck you know and maybe whatever house um aquarius is in your natal chart you know might be nice to have some some good luck there or some benefit so yeah absolutely sounds nice and then the next aspect we have is Venus sextiles Jupiter. And those are the benefic planets. Mm -hmm. So you have to expect good things that day. You just have to. Yeah. We have the moon. The moon is out of bounds and Mars. So Venus and Jupiter are... <laughs> Jupiter is run by Mars, who mm -hmm. is out of bounds 
and retrograde right now. So the direction or the help is is a little unstable, but Venus should have a little bit more stable help. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think this is um, a good time for socializing, uh, generosity of spirit. It, it's it's nice mixing with others, enjoying yourself, feeling benevolent. I think this can be very nice. Jupiter is in Aries, so a fire sign. Venus is in Aquarius, so an air sign. So these are young, active signs. And, um, well, maybe Aquarius isn't young, but um, it is active. So, yeah, they're both active signs. Yeah, this could be fun. You know, go out socializing with Jupiter wanting to expand. This could be, you know, social gatherings perhaps start out. You think, oh, okay, I'll have four friends over and then suddenly it's 10 or, you know, you're going to go out for dinner and then you end up, you know, going into town and, I don't know, doing some nightclubs or something or whatever, you know, but not necessarily in an excessive way. This is a sextile, but maybe it's just, you know, you thought, oh, this was, this is going to be fun, but, you know, it's better than, it, it, it exceeds your expectations perhaps, which would be nice. I like that. Exceeds your expectations. That's, that's a good Jupiter to Venus, I think. I like that for mm -hmm. sure. And then the next up aspect is the sun trining Uranus. Mm-hmm. And this is going to, this is going to highlight those things that are coming into our lives that are a little bit shocking. I'm hoping that this is going to be positive. I think this is changing things up a bit, you know, maybe change your routine a bit, whether that means, you know, coloring your hair purple or just taking a different route to work that uh, morning. I don't know, but um, this, this is kind of like, Maybe you decide to turn over a new leaf regarding something or, you know, you've always been interested in this topic. So maybe you kind of start exploring it. It's, just something it's a trying. So it's going to be a, it's going to be an easy, an easy aspect. It's going to flow really nicely. There won't be a lot of barriers to stop this newness or revolutionary or new topic yeah. in your life. Yeah. And I mean, you know, all these aspects that we go through, we're just giving general overviews because it will depend on you know, where they're falling in your chart and, you know, whether they're making any contacts to your natal planets. But for example, this one for Aries uh, ascendants, the sun will be in the 10th house of career and public reputation. Uranus will be in uh, the second house of finances, income and uh, resources. So, you know, maybe you, um, there's a, a bonus or there's some sort of you know, you got you got some resource that you weren't expecting or, you know, revolutionizes how you're able to work or, you know, carry out whatever you do in a public way. So, yeah, but this hopefully should be helpful. Uh, Uranus can be shocking, surprising. So some people don't like surprise and shocks, but yeah, freedom too. Uranus is often associated with freedom. So yeah, hopefully this is good. Maybe you kind of decide, you know what? I always do this and I hate it. I don't like it. Um, and you discover, you know, it doesn't, it's not the end of the world if I don't do this anymore. I like that they're both in earth signs. It'd Very be nice tangible. if there was. Uh... Mm, mm. Yeah, the sun is uh, in a cardinal sign, so it can actually do something and it's the quicker moving one. And uh, Uranus in in Taurus so it's a bit more fixed 
Mm. Yeah. That sun moving up closer to that uh, retrograde Mercury too. Yeah. And then so the next um, aspect that we have coming up is the full moon. So and that brings us to uh, January 6th. That gets us through the new year, the holiday. And mm -hmm. yeah, so that will be at 16 degrees of Cancer. So the moon will be in its own sign. So that's good. Yeah, I think that there's a, you know, these aspects at the and for thousands of years, the aspects that are heading at the luminations, at the full moon, at the new moon, mm -hmm. when those are hitting, I think they're very, um, they're they're trying to tell us something. They're trying to say, "Hey, look at me. This is this is something that needs to be, mm. you know, highlighted." Yeah. Well, this is the full moon, so they do tend to be about uh, harvest or culmination or high points sometimes they're to do with endings um big bright lights shining on it because you know the moon's full of light with mercury retrogrades opposite the full moon yeah maybe some missteps there yeah if you've got a big event coming up double check everything and that's all you can do I mean, at least through january yeah yeah so mm -hmm. But that'll be interesting. I see that Uranus will be sextiling that full moon. Um, yeah, sextiling that full moon. So yeah, could be some surprise elements. So being able to adapt uh, would be handy. But that's more of a mutable sign thing. We are dealing with cardinal here, but you know, cardinals are pretty quick off the uh, mark. So they just kind of like a little bit of staying power sometimes. But yeah, it could be some surprises with this full moon and uh, snafus, perhaps. So check, double check, triple check if you've got a big event coming up around about that time. Mm. And so, Donna, where can people contact you and what services are you offering? Um, people can contact me at donnabeastrology.com. That will have my um, Gmail address which is donna bar consulting at gmail um and i do natal readings i do electional readings horary readings and as well i work with stones so mm -hmm. i work with uh, balancing people's chakras um i think that that is a benefit to your health to keep all of your chakras in spinning in unison which is the goal mm -hmm. i think that maintains your health a little bit better <laughs> and linda where can people get a hold of you and what are you doing uh i'm at scullywag astrology that's astrology.scullywag.com i'm on facebook and instagram and twitter and pinterest so yeah um I'm offering natal readings, relationship readings, and year ahead readings. So, yeah. Very nice. Very <laughs> nice. And um, want to wish Merry Christmas to all those people who are listening who celebrate that. Happy holidays to all those other people who I'm good. There's a ton of, of, of celebrations that are going on this time of year. Yeah. So happy holidays to everybody. Um, thanks very much for listening. Uh, we appreciate um your likes your subscribes your shares and uh, they really help us get 
um, our channel out a lot better and look forward to seeing everybody in the new year. Yes. Yes. Happy holidays and uh, a safe and prosperous new year for everybody. Thank you. Bye-bye.